Welcome to the new Positive Talk Radio Show. With me, Kevin McDonald is your host. Our mission is to entertain, enlighten, empower, and educate all of us to break free from hate, division, and fear. And as one, create something better. Yes, it's been 18 years since Positive Talk Radio ended. And yes, I promised that we'd be back, which proves that your dreams are only dead if you let them be. So please, join me and other inspiring people as we continue to explore a better way to live for us, our children, and our planet. And again, welcome to my dream. And welcome everybody, and I've been dying to say this for 18, okay, it hasn't been 18 years, that was a lie been 17 years 10 months and four days but who's counting uh this is kevin mcdonald this is positive talk radio uh the last time we were here was in 2003 uh eric looks the same as he did back then it's marvelous to see him eric how are you hey good afternoon kevin <laughs> and it's definitely not true i don't look the same as back then you don't look like you've aged at all to me <laughs> <laughs> and then we've just met <laughs> well there you go so there's always a reason for everything yeah but it is great to see you great to have you back here on the air uh, it's, I got to tell you, it's, it's a dream come true because I've always I wanted to come back forever. And uh, circumstances have allowed me to come back and do what I'm doing now, which is my independence report on, and uh, also the Positive Talk uh, um, uh, um, podcast. Awesome. So we're doing that, and we're doing video. We've got lots of stuff going, and we want our goal is to make a difference in the world. And it always was, and it, I just feel like, like now's the right time um to to really work at making it great for everybody um it's great to have eric here and it's i picked a, a gentleman by the name of eric surprisingly enough Hi. S- so that i don't screw up any names because i've no, been known to do that i wondered why you asked me that first yeah <laughs> yeah i put an ad in the paper can i have eric come by please yeah and, and so <laughs> i didn't see that one even <laughs> made me spell it even made me spell it with a c that, that's right. That's exactly right. So That's the right way to spell it, so it's all see? good. See? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so it's uh, Eric is going to uh, co-host with me on Wednesdays. Hi. On, hi. Nice to see you. Good to see uh, you. And on Monday mornings at 9 o'clock, um, I'm doing the show with Benny and with uh, Holly um, Berry, and she's going to give us a call in a little bit, and we're going to talk about stuff. But first, before we get into any of that, I want to be put out there, and I, I hope that uh, somebody will respond to this. If you remember 18 years ago, if you remember the show that we did all the way back then, why don't you give me a call and welcome, and welcome us back. That number would be, you probably know it by heart, 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. It would be great to talk to people that remember the show when it was back then and and uh, it lasted for 10 months, and I was very happy, two hours a day, five days a week. And that's where I kind of got my chops a little bit on, on to do what I'm doing. And it, it was a great experience. And I have to thank KKNW and Eric. You, have been, you guys have been nothing but, but uh, high-quality people for me all these years. You're welcome. No, not you. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> the other one. Oh, of course. <laughs> Hi. Well, it was always a pleasure. Yeah, indeed. As a matter of fact... I want to let everybody know uh, exactly the reasons why I'm coming back. And Eric will appreciate this. Um, Which Eric? Eric, the, the one who matters, because he's oh. going to push the buttons. Because <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't push the buttons correctly, we don't, we're not, we're, we're doing nothing. 
Gotcha. So, so hey, but, all Eric's matter. <laughs> I've heard that. And we end up talking to ourselves just the way we do at home. So th- there should be a sign, Eric's matter. And stuff. Oh, but, I dig it. Yeah, yeah but, I dig uh, it. But Eric, just to kick things off, uh, there's a, I put up some clips that I played on Monday, but there's one particular one that is representative of why I'm back to do this show and the type of guests and the type of people that we're going to have on. Mm. And it was the very last person that I got to talk to on the very last show before, because um, early in the morning I got my bill. And so, therefore, it was the very last show <laughs> and the very last, last person that I was able to interview. Could you play clip number five, please? You got it. Christina. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Christina. How Hi. are you? Oh, fine, fine. I'm sorry to hear. Well, it's, well, it's part of the... But I understand, yes. Yeah, it's part of the growth yeah. process. Well, Michael called me on the phone, and he said, Are you listening to Kevin's show? <laughs> you got to call in. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, but, you know, I wanted to say that um, if it wasn't for you and your initial contact of sending me to Jerry at the health food store um, and, you know, other other contacts you've had, um, I wouldn't be on my, sorry, <laughs> on my, on the road to better health. I mean, you know, the problems I've had. I know. I know. And it's just been, I'm doing a lot better. I've, I've really gotten motivated to take better care of myself and be proactive. You know, you have no idea what that means to me, and I thank you so much for it, Christina. Unfortunately, you know what they're going to do to me now? They're yeah. going to kick me off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, gonna, I, un- want, I wanted to tell you I'm very thankful, and I owe you a really big hug next time I see you. And it will be soon. Okay. You take care. Yeah, bye. And, bye-bye. And for everyone that's listening, hey. Do something nice for yourself. Do something nice for somebody else. Be positive. Life is good. It will continue. Kevin, I want to say it's been a pleasure working with you this year. You're a class act, and uh, best of luck to you in all your endeavors in the future. Thank you very much, sir. And we will uh, run across each other again. And we did. <laughs> we did. It just <laughs> took a little while. <laughs> well, everything is sometimes a fine wine takes a little time to age. There you go. And I have done some aging over the last 18 years, but it's... it's and some whining. And some whining. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly true. That's exactly and true. And he's had his grapes stepped on. Uh, very, very much it happens so. Happens to the best of us. But I, I'm happy to be back. I'm ex- really excited to be back. And, and, and a call like that and, and the impact... Well, Eric, you've been doing this virtually your whole life. Not you, you. Oh. You've been, do- <laughs> you've been doing this virtually your whole life. And there, there are shows that you've done and people that you've impacted in a very positive way who you will never meet and i think now that i'm a little longer in the tooth i can have that perspective of how you can and how we can positively impact people around us the world and and actually work to create a movement of of creating great things and and uh, better health and better you know save our planet and and to work with the kids and to do all kinds of stuff and that's why i'm i'm back really i'm not selling anything particularly. I never have. It's the idea of bringing quality, very interesting people to the airwaves and, uh, and giving the information so the people can make choices on their own, positive choices that they would like to make for better health, for better wealth, for, to uh, uh, live their lives um, to the best of their ability. And that's, that's what this show is about, what it's going to be about now, what it was then. Um, it's just, uh, I, I, when you get a phone call like that, 
And um, there were others. The one that I talk about the most was um, there was an Alzheimer's patient. I'm sure she's passed now. An Alzheimer's patient that um, listened to the show every day. And uh, her caregiver said that that was one of the, we were one of the few shows that she could really um, connect with. She loved my laugh, apparently, for some reason. And so she thought it was great. And uh, I've used that as motivation whenever I think about something badly or not that I'm not going to continue. I use that as motivation to do this. And so that's why, that's, that's why I'm back. And I'm, I'm really excited to be here. KKNW, I've, I've looked at your form. You've got some great shows here. As, as an example, I'm so old that m- the Marie Manucherry show, uh-huh. I brought her on as a guest. <laughs> and she didn't even know KKNW existed at the time. And how long has she been here now? 15 years? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, So and there are others. You know, Pat, Pat was new when I was new, Pat uh, Abaselli. And and stuff and and there are but there you your lineup is terrific, you've got some great content and I just wanted to, I'm okay I'm going to do a commercial for KKNW, <laughs> you can't find this in corporate radio it doesn't exist true, you you have to you have to go to a radio station like this to get a wide variety of uh, different views different topics, uh, because corporate radio doesn't doesn't allow for that, they want the same and 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 you're told what to say when to say it how to say it. Uh, that's one of the reasons why Martha Norwalk is here. She was on uh, corporate radio before, and and so this is a great a great venue, a great place to be. Is that is, have, have I have I paid my rent for today? <laughs> <laughs> I like everything you're saying, so keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's great fun. So Eric Hall is with me. He is. Hi. I met him. <laughs> I met him. Um, there, he was a bus driver with King County Metro. Still is. I was a bus driver, and I'm no longer. Um, and so now I've dedicated my life. God, Lee, it's hard to imagine actually saying that. And without sa- it sounding real highbrow, I'm dedicating my life <laughs> to the betterment of mankind. Well, we'll just start talking like that. <laughs> and that, that gives it a quality. Apparently it does. <laughs> Most certainly, sir. <laughs> so, so but, but that quite literally... Is what I'm doing. Positive Talk Radio, which is on, uh, which is new on, uh, on as a podcast, and also um, my Independence Report has 385 episodes up, and uh, no wait, 387. Which to put that into context, if you started listening today, 24 hours a day, you couldn't, you wouldn't run out of content for 15 days. Holy. That's a lot of coffee, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of coffee, but but it's uh, I'm, I'm it's important and it's awesome. It's important information to get out for folks. Well, you've got some terrific episodes on there, man. I mean, one after the other, just quality, good talk, uh, fascinating subjects, a lot to listen to, and there's something for everybody. You know, the, anybody can go on there and find interesting things to talk about. In, including, um, uh, I do have done music. We do, oh, um, like, I had a great interview with uh, uh, John Edward, the, the psychic medium. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Neil Donald Walsh has got a couple episodes up, and, and Gary Zukoff, and a bunch of really, really powerful people. Who was that young girl you had, that uh, young, talented woman from Canada? I think she's like 14 years old. Oh, her name was Bolo. Bolo, I really need to remember her name because she was fantastic. And she she's a was a fourteen year old kid that uh, 
she she played the guitar and she wrote a song and it and it took Canada by storm by storm and man. she's done really really well and also uh, Fia from Sweden yeah. oh yeah and, and yeah well yeah. yeah she sings beautifully and yeah, she writes well and, yeah. but 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 also a lot of and we're gonna get into a lot of really cool stuff about Seattle and that's why you're my here town. my favorite town yeah and we're gonna talk about that a little bit I'm looking at Seattle right now man this is a gorgeous view. I know, I know. We can see you, folks. And I am uh, really proud to say that you're going to work with me on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And I've got a young lady that uh, I met in the most unusual of circumstances. <laughs> Once in a lifetime. A wife. <laughs> well, most of us. Anyway. That's true. <laughs> it was one. It was absolutely once in a lifetime. Um, I, 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 we're going to bring her on in just a second, but I have to tell. Eric, the other one, uh-huh. th- this story, yes, be- because um, it is interesting. It, it really is. My 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 mother uh, turned ninety in November and um, of last year. Of last year, and then so she's almost ninety one. Well, would have been. Oh, I'm sorry. but but the, but in, then in July, and this is another reason why it's important for me to do this now. In July, July seventeenth, on the fifteenth, she went and played bridge. On the sixteenth, she went out to dinner. On the 17th, she was supposed to go out to play bridge and to celebrate somebody's birthday, and she didn't show up. They came over, and she'd passed away um, just overnight and just passed away. And so it's important for, and so in the course of that time after that, you know, there's all kinds of arrangements that have to be made. Mm-hmm. My sister did a beautiful job of, she was the executor, and she really took the bull by the horns and did a great job of doing all of that. But one of the things we had to do was we had to go to talk to the funeral home. And the, the gal that we talked to, now, this was all by Zoom. You don't go see anybody in person anymore. Yeah, well, during the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. It's tough, yeah. Yeah, it really is. And so we get on, got onto Zoom, and we met the funeral director, and I got there first. And me being the quiet, shy, un- unobtrusive <laughs> fellow that I am, told her all about my career and what I was doing in the podcast. And she said, oh, I love podcasts. And so we got to talking, and she has turned out into be uh, a wonderful gal. And, uh, and uh, I actually had to, had to go ahead and hire her to be the executive producer of All My Little Adventures. And she's on the phone right now. Um, Holly, how are you? Hey, Kevin. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty darn good. Thank you very much. I'm in my element. I don't know, you know. <laughs> I don't know if it sounds that way, but I, I sure feel like I am. And I hope you don't mind me telling that story, but it's just, it is synchronicity to its 10th degree because uh, when a door opens, when, when a door closes, uh, a window can open. And uh, you, you've you decided to come build a company with me, and I couldn't be more grateful. It's, it's so true. The, the timing was just, like, perfectly lined up. I actually was in the process of graduating my bachelor's degree and looking for how I wanted to use that out in the world and um, found you. We found each other, and I'm excited. I'm excited to help everything grow. It's, it's going to be awesome. And you know you know Eric Hall. He's sitting right over there. Hi. Hello, darling. Hello there. <laughs> Have you any questions for, for her? Uh, what are you ordering for dinner? I want to make sure that I get ready. <laughs> Ooh, I think it's going to be that, like, blackened grilled salmon. Ooh, that, ooh, that sounds really good. Uh, it, it does. And this is from a guy who just had lunch 
and had an entire pizza four hours ago. Oh, we talked about food all day. What could I? What could I say? I tell you, you're just you're just amazing to me. So he also is a guy who starts texting me at five o'clock in the morning. I don't even wake up until ten o'clock in the morning. See, I've been up for a while. I thought I was being polite. <laughs> You're going to have 24-hour involvement from all your peeps to make an awesome <laughs> show. Right. Well, you know, the cool thing is, is that, uh, and, and, you know, because of the fact I've been doing this a while, I tend to get lose track of what I'm doing. And I, But I, we, you and I looked at the numbers yesterday or the day before, and it was like, you've got that many downloads. You've been listened to in over 60 countries around the world, Oof. in all 50 states, over 50,000 downloads. And uh, and uh, and stuff, and it's, it's I can't even name sixty countries. It was yeah, it was so exciting to actually see the back end stats on some of the programs, and and yeah, I can't wait to watch that grow as well. Mm. It's gonna be really exciting, Eric. I told Kevin when we hit the like thousand in the local area, you know, subscribers on YouTube or just anything, we're definitely gonna have to have a pizza party. And oh. now I know you like pizza. Oh so. yeah, I love pizza. Well, so you're doing terrific work, man. I'm, I'm part of that email group you guys set up, or the text group. Right. And right. it's fantastic. The stuff you're sending through to read is just dynamite. I, I want to yeah. correct him a little bit. He, he calls a frozen cardboard thing <laughs> that you get for $3, for $3 a piece. That's right. The, I splurged. <laughs> I splurged. At the grocery store, and he, call, he called that a pizza. We're going we're gonna to take him. It's a pizza on the box, man. <laughs> no, nah, we're going to take him to a real pizza place. When when the, when that happens, and by, by the way, if you'd like to go to uh, Mind Independence Report on YouTube, I've got 300 episodes there. Um, most of them are in video, so I've got a video thing, and we also got Mind Independence Report on um, on on the the podcast. And go to mindindependencereport.com to to look at all of those. And we have just added positivetalkradio.net. So there's a lot of stuff there. Holly, did he leave any out? He got um, the Lunch Club. We're going to be club. able to like have people interviewed there as well. <laughs> we're, we are so busy doing all of this stuff. We're a radio station unto ourselves. Man, pretty much. <laughs> but it's so much fun, man. It's just fun. It, it is. And, and plus the fact that we can have a positive impact on people. That's, that's what I dig about this. Man. You know, one of the things that I'm really excited about is that Holly and I, I keep find out, finding out more about the two of you as we interact because Holly also worked with at, at Bastyr University, which is up in uh, yeah, Juanita. In Juanita. Sure. And so we are going to be talking about, there was a guy, and I, I, turned, I turned to the other Eric for this. There was a gentleman by the name of Jerry Armour. Yes, I remember Jeremy or Jerry well. <laughs> Eighty-six years old. Ooh. He he was a he was a great man. He's passed away now, sadly. Mm-hmm. But but he he came on the show and and if you remember correctly, there were people that were sitting in their driveway taking notes about what he was saying because it was very important and it was real right arm. So so he he was one of the guys that that I was really fortunate enough to run into, and he added a lot to the show. Yeah, he was a great find. He, he really uh, was. A real character. Oh, he, he, they don't make him like him anymore. No, they don't. <laughs> so he, he was a lot of fun and a really good, really good find and, and stuff. And Holly is, we're going to work with natural medicine. We're going to work with new, um, aren't we, Holly? 
definitely, like, if there's naturopaths or anyone, you know, because Washington and Seattle is huge for that, um, and especially the West Coast, that's all the awesome alternative care supplements, things like that. That's going to be hot, interesting topics that I'll love learning about, too. Exactly. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be great fun. Well, and she's been in healthcare. She's been she's covered both ends of life, the life part and then the other part. The other part. Yeah, yeah. I think like 14 years ago, I was working in the ER, and then after that, I went on to mortuary for like the last 11, and so now here we are. <laughs> and we are so far pr- pr- proud. A natural transition. It was. It? <laughs> well, if you just follow the timeline. <laughs> From the emergency room to the mortuary. <laughs> to the radio. To the radio. <laughs> well, but it all makes sense. It, it surely does. But it does, she, she is. So she is the executive producer of the show. If you'd like to get in contact with her and talk to her about, I don't know, being a guest on the show. I don't know. Maybe advertising on the show. You can do that. Ooh. But going to uh, executive producer at K. This is my new label. And I'm. And what do you think? KMmedia.pro. Sounds good. So executive producer at KMmedium.pro, and you can uh, um, talk to Holly and drop her a line, and, and, we'll, and we'll try and work something out for you. So, Absolutely. I am friendly and easy to talk to. Yes, <laughs> yes she, she is, is indeed. She is indeed. And, and down the road, we are gonna, we're dividing this into Mondays and Wednesdays. And Mondays, Holly, I, if I can talk her into it, is going to present with me a segment that we're going to call Angels Among Us. Um, and, and Eric might remember the other Eric. Let me turn. This is going to get confusing as hell. You um, can say Eric Ryder and Eric Hall. Uh, okay, I can yeah. say that. I can yeah. do that. Yeah. But do you remember the you, you've done so many shows, you, you would call not me possibly Admiral. remember. The, 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 Admiral? <laughs> Admiral. That's okay. my nickname. Uh, <laughs> I just started it. Uh, <laughs> he, he, wears, like it. he wears like the skipper hat from Gilligan's Island. Uh-huh. No, no, no. So, <laughs> in any, any event, uh, but the last show that we did, we uh, had a segment uh, with Beverly Graham, who runs Operation Sack Lunch. And that was the first and last Angels Among Us until now. And so we're going to bring that back and do that on Mondays. And on Wednesdays, we're going to have a segment that Eric is going to produce that is involves local stuff around Seattle and, and so forth. Pacific Northwest Stories. Yes. And, and we're, that's going to be a... Uh, 10, 15-minute thing, but if, you, if there are things, if you've lived here all your life like I have, I thought I knew everything about Seattle. I know nothing. Man, there is so much out there. Seattle's got so much history. I mean, we all go drive down any of our, our main arterials or the freeway. We know how diversified Seattle is, and we know what our traffic is like because we're familiar with our geography. And our geography is problematic because we have, you know, Puget Sound on one side. We have Lake Washington on the other We've got a mountain range on uh, past each side, and then we've got terrific, uh, beautiful mountains on the north and the south. So Seattle's traffic is limited to pretty much go north and south. We've got a couple of east and west directions, but as everybody that's listening knows, to get anywhere in Seattle, it takes a long time and a little bit of effort and a certain amount of stress just to get where you're going. And Seattle has had issues with public transportation since the very beginning because of our geography and our politics and, and people's personal views about what Seattle should become. Uh, but we did finally, in the 80s and early 90s, co- come upon the Link, uh, Link Transit. 
and we've successfully built a, a wonderful, wonderful transit uh, connector from Angle Lake up to Northgate right now, and it's planned that it'll go all the way up to Everett and then reach down to Tacoma, as everybody knows. So Pacific Northwest Stories, for now, is going to focus on each of those stations because there's 19 different stations that go into 19 different neighborhoods that are all completely different, that all have a unique history uh, as it layered onto Seattle. So I love stories. I fancy myself a writer. Each of those neighborhoods have a history and a a past and present and an idea of a future. Uh, They're terrific places to bring families. You know, there's great restaurants there. There's art museums. Wherever you go, uh, the link rail just isn't uh, a tool for commuters. It's really an experience for anybody that wants to spend a day to get to another part of Seattle, including SeaTac Airport, so you can access anywhere else in the world that you want. Well, the coolest thing is you can get to the stadiums from there as well. That so, too. So you can watch you can watch football, you can watch baseball. May you, they rest in you peace. You can watch football, year. you can watch football, you can watch baseball, you can watch <coughs> hockey and someday basketball. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe. we'll Maybe. we'll see. We'll see about that. So that's it. That's going to be on Wednesday in the afternoon at 4 o'clock. We're here from 4 to 5, and that will be a just a little segment that we're going to do to just kind of enlighten you about what's going on around town, around Seattle, because this is actually a Seattle radio station. So so even though it, it, you can um, stream it worldwide and stuff, so, uh, so we'll do that. But there's more information that I need to find out about you, young man. But before we do that, Holly, you still there? <laughs> Holly? I think we lost her. Ah, no. We... She hopped on the light rail and, <laughs> <laughs> and off into the future. And took off into the future. Eric, I don't know if you remember, again, oh, that, that year that we spent together, we had the opportunity to interview one of, and I, and I was so prized of an interview, I put it someplace special, and I forgot where I put it. And then I moved three times, and so I have no earthly idea whatever happened uh, to the it. interview we did with J.P. Patches. Oh, that hurts, man. Do you remember any about You probably don't. You've done so many. Yeah, I mean, it definitely sounds familiar. We talked to a lot of great people during that time. Um, yeah, and I don't think I have a copy, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> if that's what you're angling for. No, I was. Uh, I was no, in those days— uh, if, uh, the we other, put everything on CD. That's right. The other yeah. Eric laughed at me because or the 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 uh, salesperson that I was working with said, "So do I need to bring CDs in?" And she goes, well, "CDs for what?" And I said, "Well, in the olden days, right? We would he would record the show on a CD. I would take it home and do what I was going to do with it. Now it's all electronic. It's all yeah. MP3s and all that kind of thing. Exactly. But in the course of time, I found out that one of the things that Eric, the other Eric, let me turn this direction. <laughs> Um, Eric Hall, that's me. That's probably Admiral. I, Admiral, Hi, thank you. Thank <laughs> I you. found out that he, he, um, um, how do you say this politely? He he <laughs> lied on his resume yeah. to get a job with Cairo uh, during yeah, the time that I did in, in, to work in the kitchen. I did during the time that JP Patches. Uh, now JP Patches, for those of you that are long time, and if you're not long time, then the, the, then you should know the history of this. Of this great man. He started his show in the late 50s. To know JP is to know Seattle. Yes. He started in the late 50s. He continued on till the early 80s. Mm. Um, on, and at one time, he, when I was in grade school, back in the 60s, 
he was on in the morning and the afternoon. That's right. And uh, and so he he's a great Seattle icon. And I found out that you had the opportunity to meet him on a very personal level. Yeah, numerous times, numerous times. Um, I was on his show like so many other kids, you know, Cub Scouts, uh, Indian Guides. I don't know if anybody else remembers Indian Guides. It was kind of a Cub Scout thing. And uh, I don't know why that was started, but uh, it was an alternative to Cub Scouts. I was in both. I don't know why. It was fun. <laughs> so I was on for that. And then I raced uh, quarter midgets when I was a kid, which are like go-karts with bodies. So I was on for that. And then uh, his son played hockey. And I played on, happened to play on the same team as his son. So I got to be on his show again uh, to play for, you know, the hockey team went on to his show. And then later... Through high school, uh, another buddy of mine, we worked in maybe a dozen restaurants around town. And I'm not kidding, like a dozen restaurants. Me and him, we were great uh, dishwashers and uh, room service people. We, we really did uh, good work. And we'd go there after high school, and then uh, we'd get done at, you know, 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning. They let us go so we'd catch our last bus. And that's, that's how I existed from ninth grade until I was a senior. And we worked at uh, great restaurants, uh, Mayflower Park Hotel, Edgewater Inn, Asuka, which was a Japanese restaurant. And, you know, there's a French Parisian restaurant, Pioneer Square. I mean, there were a lot of places that uh, we put some time into. And I used to throw these parties when I was in high school in this drum corps. I was in Seattle Imperials. And people would stay over, and maybe I'd have 20 guests. And I'd make breakfast for everybody. And you can't screw up breakfast when you're making hash browns and bacon and sausage and pancakes and stuff. That's easy stuff, right? And a, a buddy of mine started working at Cairo as a dishwasher there. And they needed an assistant chef. And he says, well, you know how to cook. You, you should apply for this job. And I said, well, I, you know, I, I'm not really qualified to do that. He said, ah, just tell them, you know, just tell them that you can cook and uh, you'll be terrific. So... I filled out my resume, which included all those great places, and I sat there in the interview and, you know, said instead of a dishwasher at Mayflower Park Hotel, I was a sous chef or I was a prep cook or, you know, I listed all. I changed the title of my, you know, and slightly misled the human resource person. In other words, he lied. <laughs> that I knew what I was doing. And when, you know, D-Day came and I had to actually perform in the kitchen, it took Paniotis, the chef at Cairo Broadcast House, a total of about three minutes to figure out that uh, I didn't know the difference between a colander and a spatula because he asked me for a colander and I handed him a spatula. <laughs> <laughs> that, was my, that was my first mistake. But um, Paniotis was uh, a guy that uh, he had a girlfriend in Vancouver and Paniotis was a Greek gentleman who liked Uzo. And when he'd go up to Vancouver, B.C. and visit his, his girlfriend and the community up there, they would enjoy themselves with Uzo and all of the great Greek ter- Uzo traditions. Uzo was great with coffee after a oh, fine meal. man, I love Uzo. That's where I learned to love Uzo. And he came back late one day, and keep a long story short, I had breakfast ready because you can't screw up breakfasts. And I had some lunch ready because lunches are just a little bit more complex because you have to actually put mayonnaise and mustard on sandwiches and some cheese and, you know, stuff like that. Things went well. So he, uh, instead of uh, putting me on the list of fire, he kept me on and he sort of trained me how to cook and he and I became great friends. 
And so I, I knew that was a long story to get to where oh, we wanted to get. And next. I cut it down. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, but I want to see what I want to know is yeah. because I also was on JP Patch's show. Yeah. I got the biggest black cow sucker I've ever seen. Yeah, I love be- those things. Because man. I answered the uh, a question that he asked. <laughs> I love this. But and it was it was great for all the kids to be there, but what did you ever have a, like a conversation with him? What was he like? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had uh, several conversations. He was a terri- he was in my mind, he was always JP. When he wasn't dressed in um, JP gear, when he was Chris Wiedis, his voice was still that same sort of thing. And his jokes were pretty much the same. So in my mind, he didn't really act. He just put on makeup and became JP Patches. But when he was Chris Wiedis, he just wasn't wearing the clown suit. And he was just a very genuine a heartful soul that uh, loved uh, loved uh, kids and loved to be like you, positive. Ah, he he was just an amazing man. He he, as a matter of fact, now did he try and hide his identity while he was at the station? Because my mom, one time, <clears throat> they found that he got into an automobile accident. Mm. And and my mom came to me with a picture. It was from the Seattle Times. Yeah. A picture of somebody taking him out, uh, and that was it was Chris Wiedis without the makeup on, and uh, um, and 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 it was like, so that's what he looks like. I mean, it was a big deal. Nobody knew what any. I, he, I, he did that for a couple of reasons. One is being famous and being anonymous at the same time. Super clown demanded that uh, yes. he keep uh, incognito. That was part of Superman's deal. Super Clown's uh, part of being J.P. Patches. No, su- Super Clown. I'm not familiar with it. Oh, was Super that? Clown was one of the was the secret persona of J.P. Patches. Oh, really? That's why J.P. Patches would uh, not reveal that he was Chris Wiedis when he walked around the station and and you know kept it uh, incognito when he was uh, you know traveling to and from work. So even, Super Clown didn't want to be betrayed. Even when he was walking around the station, nobody really knew who he was because they hadn't seen him without makeup on. Yes, that's true. That is weird. He, <laughs> and I would get there. I would get there in the morning, probably five thirty, quarter to six, if I remember right. This was a long time ago. I was, nevertheless, I was one of the first ones in, and I'd start the the coffee and stuff. And JP would walk in. He was already in makeup. Wow. Good morning. Good morning, Eric. Coffee ready? Hey, how you doing, JP? I always call him JP. I never call him Mr. Wheatus. I think I called him Mr. Wheatus once. and You, you probably know, got corrected for yeah, it. Yeah, I sort of got the, <laughs> you know, just a couple of figures. <laughs> <laughs> what he did, because this is radio after all, he, 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 he did a little slap motion. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. you know, he was big for pulling the ponytails on the girls. <laughs> oh, was he? Really? Yeah, that was always funny to me. Well, he was, it was amazing because, like I said, he was incognito, so nobody ever recognized him. So it was really a big deal. Well, he'd walk into the hockey arena, and he would be Chris Wiedis. And most of us knew, and the crowd would sort of hush. And, you know, the game would almost stop. In fact, I think there were a couple of goals scored because the the (laughs) goaltender was, that's JP. And, you know, the puck would slide in. But... And so he wouldn't stay. I don't think he saw very many games because I don't think he was comfortable with the attention either. 
he was a pretty humble guy. I remember him being pretty humble as far as uh, taking personal attention. Now, he was still bright, and he was, you know, boisterous, either in the cafeteria or walking around the halls, but he was always kind of a humble guy as far as recognizing, you know, how wonderful he is. But he was, in essence, hiding behind the mask that he put on every day. I would think that's a, a fair fair thing to say. Because it's really easy. If Have you ever done that, worn a mask, or been incognito where nobody recognizes you, nobody knows who you are? I try that every day. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't work all the time for you, Not I know. all the time. But, but sometimes, sometimes, one time on a Halloween, I decided to be the invisible man. <laughs> so, so, so I wore a... That ace, work. Yeah, I <laughs> it wore, did. Yeah, it did. I wore an ace bandage around my head. Um, so that I just had slits for eyes and nobody could see me and I wore a hat and I put gloves on and so I was the invisible man. Nobody talked to me because nobody wanted to look at you. I made the same mistake because I went as a ghost one time and I put on a a pillowcase over my head (laughs) and just cut the eyes out of my... Yeah, that that, that was... uh, And it was a white pillowcase too, wasn't it? I didn't realize the horror of my mistake (laughs) until later on that evening when I was not getting candy. and by the way, we're we're a couple of old guys, so we remember those days when it, when we didn't know such things. We didn't know things like that. Things we are were, things are different. We now. were young kids that were out for candy and having fun. Exactly. Well, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting because JP had a sidekick. Everybody yeah. needs a sidekick. Yeah. I met Gertrude in a bar in Redmond. <laughs> of course. Of course. I, 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 was, I was the GM of this particular facility. It was Garcia's. You go to drink and you were Bob. Would you stand down? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I, I, it, was, it was one of those things where I walked through the bar like I do you know, quite often, and there was this guy talking to the bartender and a guy to his right, and it sounded yes. vaguely, vaguely familiar. Yes. It, and, and, and it turned out to be, and I, his name escapes me, but and he recently Bob passed away. Bob, Bob Newman. Newman. And he he was sitting there and and having a having a martini in my bar, and then he and then the stories, the yeah. stories that Matt, that man could tell, and and the relationship that he had with JP because they worked for literally decades together. They were just terrific, and there Bob is another guy like JP, just a great positive soul that was genuine, you know, always had good things to say, you know, he was just terrific to be around. Man, that guy was tall, too. What was he, 6'3", six, 6'4"? Six, I think he was taller than that. I don't remember. Maybe I was shorter then, but I, I, I always I, have to look I, up. I, I don't know. He was sitting at the stool in a bar. I have no idea how tall he was. Mm. You know, but, uh, it was, he, but he played Gertrude. He played Ketchikan the Animal Man. Mm-hmm. Who else did he play? Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith. Who else? The purple. 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 Yeah, the little Bigfoot guy that lived downstairs. Big Bigfoot, big Bigfoot guy that lived down. How do you say big, big Bigfoot? I don't know. The large Bigfoot type creature that lived uh, downstairs from the daily. From, from the, the city dump. The city dump. And then he was the voice for the clock, I believe, or was that Mr. Announcer Man? I, d- I don't know. But Bob had, I think he had 20 some, I, I might be wrong about this, 20 some characters I think he did on JP. And JP did a dozen or so different uh characters uh, at one time of course everybody knew that really is jp patrick of course oh, that, that was part of the charm super cloud might be a secret 
<laughs> well, now I had never heard. Now, see, I've learned that today. I've never heard about Super Clown. Because uh, he would fly through the air and they'd have the air breathing. I remember that. And, yeah. and, and, it, and several things like ICU2TV. Oh, man. Which, which was really important. Which was spooky when you were five or six years old. <laughs> it really was. You needed to be watch yourself. And I want you to know that because of JP Patches, I was famous for a time. That you were. Because? Beca- because they brought in a, um, a rubber chicken. <laughs> And this rubber chicken lived in the oven. Now, you, you, ladies and gentlemen, Taiki turkey, wasn't it? Yes, but before it was Taiki. Oh, and I asked Chris about this when I interviewed him, and he apologized profusely because, really? oh yeah, because he said, okay, when we thought up the name, we didn't really realize that Kevin Turkey may not be the best name to use. And 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 stuff, but they started out with as Kevin Turkey, and he swears to me uh, during this interview <laughs> that we got so many angry mom complaints. Oh, you don't want those from little Kevin's that were getting those. crap from at school yeah. because Turkey became my. And I was a robust youth, <laughs> I have to say. You were a future boxer I, in I, training. I I was, yes. and, and a football player, and mm-hmm. I've always been stocky and stuff. Yeah. So. So I was, I was, uh, um, took the role on, and so, but fortunately for me, um, they they caught wind of it and he changed the name to Taiki Turkey. See, what a guy! How many people would actually do that? Well, if you got a bunch of moms yelling at you, you bet well, they, you know, yeah. uh, angry moms. Mama bears, man. Yeah, and you know, I, my poor mother, I had her on the phone all day calling back and forth. No, really? No, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. But but it was. Uh, but it was it was one of those uh, moments in my life that has left me scarred forever. Oh, I'm so sorry. Man. I was going to sue the estate, but I decided not to. Oh. Well, so. you're a good man to rise above. <laughs> <laughs> it was so. Let me ask you a question, Mister Mister Hall. What do you think about about our little adventure about uh, joining Positive Talk Radio and doing this? It's it's one of those days. Uh, it's very exciting for me. In fact, uh, I, we've known about this for what a month or so, six weeks. Yes. I went, uh, this is how exciting it was to me, and most people can relate to this. I went yesterday, and I bought new underwear <laughs> because I wanted that feeling of fresh of wearing fresh underwear as I do this show. So as I sit here now, I'm in fresh underwear. And there are moments. I don't know if people can remember the moments in their life that are important to them, but oftentimes I'll bet those people, when they knew that special moment was coming, they had on something that they would remember. Exactly. Now, did you go to the women's department or the men's department? Thank you for asking. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I went to the, I went to the men's, men's department. <laughs> oh, oh, good. Well, I'm glad you got your fruit of the looms out of the men's department <laughs> rather than the, you know, because nowadays women's underwear is a whole different category that we're not going to talk about. Because uh, I don't know anything about that anyway. <laughs> not anymore. But, but seriously, man, I'm just, uh, thank you for this opportunity. This is a game. I view this as a game changer for me because I've always liked to talk and I've always been fascinated with stories, been fascinated by people and what they do. And this is just a great opportunity to talk to wonderful people and learn all those things. Well, one of these days, fairly soon, we're going to bring out some of the stories that you talk about, about the art of driving a bus, about the observations Mm. that you see in a typical 
um, a bus trip. Now, maybe it's not won't be interesting to people who don't drive a bus for a living, but I'm sure that all of you, not all of you, but a lot of you are curious about what could drive somebody to have a career driving a city bus in Seattle. If you're a people watcher, which I am, I used to go to the airport in high school when I was done, you know, or between work and high school or had a day off. I would go to the airport just to watch people or go to the zoo or, or some park. And I'd watch people, what they were doing, coming and going. And driving a bus is very similar to that because you catch people doing their normal routines and unaware that they're being watched. And then, in my mind, that's when people's actual humanity is very apparent because there's nothing apparent about it. There's nothing planned about it. They're either responsive or they're in a mechanical mode, you know, where we do something by habit. And that reveals a lot about people's personalities and their approach to life. And I've, as a writer, I find that absolutely fascinating. Well, and I will tell you that when I was on um, KKNW back in 2003, um, I had been a restaurant manager. I'd been working in the public eye for like most of my entire life. And but one th- one thing that I hadn't done is gone as had the opportunity to work with and be around people that are less advantaged in life and and stuff. And I and I learned one of the thing one of the powerful things that I've learned is that number 1, if you have the ability to be nice to somebody, to say hello to somebody, to smile, Please do it because it may be the only smile that they get all day. That is so true. And I can name a a few people that I encountered this week, uh, the homeless types. And people that, uh, there's people out there that uh, when they have the money to pay the fare, which is only $275, it's really not much. And to let a well-kept secret out, Metro isn't uh, in the business of counting fares, if you know what I mean. So sometimes people just pay whatever change they have, and sometimes they don't pay at all. And as a driver, we don't care if they pay or not. But there are people out there that uh, live on the streets that are very proud when they can put some change in uh, to the fair, and they want to make sure that you see it. And I, I don't know if I enjoy saying that is the right word. It sort of warms my heart when I encounter people like that. They take a lot of pride in what they do. These are... To you and I, this is just a normal process in the day. But for them, this is an accomplishment, mm-hmm. some sort of accomplishment, whatever their situation is, because oftentimes it's not just drugs. There's mental issues involved. And for them to come up with the cash to pay for fare was a great moment. And, you know, I said hi to them and or good morning, sir. How you doing? That kind of thing. And this is an encounter that sort of makes her day. And I have to tell you, that's really special to me, really special. What I learned in the 12 years that I was, sorry, part of the reason I was gone so long is I was driving a bus for 12 years. Mm. Um, but that put me in a position to where I can come back and do this now. And I'm semi-retired. I'm doing this, so I'm, I'm busier than I'm being retired. But in any event, um, what I learned driving a bus for that length of time is that you as an individual, you, Mr. Ryder, Mr. Me, we all have the ability to affect positive change in a meaningful and powerful way whenever we choose to use it. Let me explain what I mean. When you have the ability to say nice things to somebody, a smile, even with just your eyes, you have the ability to change somebody's whole way of thinking. I could, con- And you do the same thing. 
I could, when I was driving my bus, I had 30 or 40 people on there. I could affect the energy of the entire bus. Surprisingly so. It is amazing. <laughs> and also, there are some of us that are, they're doing what I call, as bus driver jargon, they're doing what I call, they have what's called a golden handcuff. Yes. You know what the golden handcuffs are? Yeah, you know. I know. The golden handcuffs are you make too much money to quit, but you hate your job. So what ends up happening is you bring that negative energy to every time you drive the bus, and so you get what you get, what you give, you get back. And so what you get back is negative energy from the energy you're putting out there, and which makes, oh, by the way, your job even worse. That's right, man. One of the most important lessons I learned during their training course, which is pretty extensive, if you think bus driving is just a, there's the bus, go drive it, you would be incorrect because there's a, there's a lot of information to gather. One of the best pieces of information that was passed on to me was, you can make this job as hard or as easy as you want. It's all up to you. And those, those were words of wisdom because that is exactly true because it's all about customer service. It is. And if you care for people, if you like people, if, you, if you're willing to step out, and, and I've helped people and injured myself in the process, mm. um, but, I, but I couldn't just not help. There you it, go. It doesn't, it, doesn't, it, <laughs> it, it makes no sense to me. I mean, there, was mm. a, there was a guy that had, had way too much to drink. He was sitting on the ground next to the bus stop. I stopped the bus, opened the door. Are you coming? He tries to stand up, fell backwards into a ditch that's... <laughs> Got a half a foot of water in it. Oh, that poor guy. Yeah, and uh, and so I took a poll at the, at the at the bus depot at the at the station. I said, "Who would have gotten out of the bus to go get him?" And everybody else said, eh, "I don't know. I don't think so." I did. I wouldn't. I one guy actually said, "I'd pretend not to see him and drive on," and and stuff. But so no, I got out of the bus and I helped him up, and then we had to call medics and all that kind of stuff because that's the right thing to do. That's a human thing to do. And it just, it just, it's, uh, and that's something that I didn't really know before on, on its most basic principles until I drove a bus for 12 years. We are different creatures when we are at home and when we're commuting or at work. We are different creatures. We really are. And, and we're, we're really tied to, this is the other thing that I've learned, is that we are tied to our, um, our tribe. Yes. And that tribe can be as big or as small as you choose to make it. Mm -hmm. Most people have got a smaller tribe. So if you're not in their tribe, you're out of their tribe. If you're out of their tribe, they want nothing to do with you. Or they're not going to help you. Or they're going to let, let you do things or let things happen that they wouldn't let happen to one in their own tribe. So what this show is going to be about, and thank you for bringing it full circle. My pleasure. What this show, <laughs> what this show is going to be about is making our tribes bigger. I dig that. That's a that's a good way to put that. Because if we can make, I, I equate it to, and we're going to run out of time here. By the way, this has been a commercial-free presentation of the first Positive Talk Radio. Yeah, I'll probably have commercials later. But, but at this moment, I wanted to give you something uh, that is commercial-free so that you can get a flavor of what the show is going to be like and what we're going to do. Uh, but it's, so that's, that's why it's commercial-free. But go to myindependencereport.com or go to Positive Talk radio.net there's some there's podcasts up there there's episodes eric has some uh um some blogs up there it's there are 300 episodes on my independence report 385 so go through that and uh 
and enjoy those. And and some of them are from way back when, uh, back all the way back then when. And so some of them are are current and stuff. And I've you know, had the opportunity to interview some great people. I am just I'm just so thrilled that I'm still on this planet. You know, I, and I don't say that lightly. No, you don't. <laughs> but best friends from high school. Uh, You're building a Terminator, though. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I keep having parts replaced. Yes. But that's, you know, but my best friend from high school passed away. My brother passed oh. away. My mom passed away. You know, those things happen to all of us. And one of these days I'll tell you the country, sad country music song that was my life for a period of time. But it's all, it's all better now. And I get to meet people like Eric and people like Eric. And Holly, <laughs> and uh, and and other fine folks, and some nationally known people, yeah. and that we can that that really are interested in making a difference for folks, and that's that's what we are working to do, is to put it put a positive message out there, and to really make it really cool. I'm just enjoying riding the wave, man. Well, I'm glad you're part of it. Yeah, it, I'm enjoying riding the wave. It's I mean I've interviewed you know, literally. Literally hundreds of people now, and and I'm inspired by people every time I talk to them, because people are people are what this is all about, you know. Well, there it is. There it is. You're true to your word. You found your niche, man, and you're you're an excellent interviewer. When you go back over those episodes and you talk to those people, the bands and musicians and uh, the writers and authors and some of the socially aware people that you get. Uh, they're fascinating conversations. I really urge people to tune in because Kevin is excellent at the interviews. Very relaxed, put people in their, uh, in a relaxed state so they open up and they talk about their lives and how they approach their work and why it's important to them and why it might be important to us. You know, and it's interesting, too, that I, I didn't think that this would be true, but, but I, I, I've gone back to those old clips that, I, that uh, we played a clip with Eric. My, and uh, we'll ask the professional. Mr. Ryder, yeah, has my voice improved or degraded over time? <laughs> I think you, you sound just as great and uh, full of energy as you did 17 years ago. See, now that's why he's in the position See? he's at. <laughs> he knows what to say. <laughs> he, he is politically correct, <laughs> and, and he does a great— but Well, Eric, it's true. Anybody well, it's not like you're to trying to hit high notes or something <laughs> like that, you know. I mean, he, speaking voice, you know, sounds great. Sounds yeah, very good yeah. on the air. Well, I, I really and I really appreciate you and and the other Eric and and Benny on Mondays. It's it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. And I promise, you have my word, Eric. I'm not going anywhere. I'll be here well over a year. I promise you that. Well, that's great news. Yeah. So we're gonna we're and we're, we we want to put a little positive message out there for everybody that uh, this. And by the way, this this show started. And I know we're going to run out of time. Yeah, but we got th- about a minute. Yeah, but this show started in 2003, three months before the Iraq War. W. Bush was the president. Times were a bit negative, just like they have been the last four years before recently. So we have got a lot of work to do to build, um, to get rid of hate, division, and fear in our country and amongst each other. And to learn how to respect each other and care for each other and that sort of thing. Eric, you got got 30 seconds. Eric Hall, you got 30 seconds. What would you like to end with? Gosh, you know, there, there's so much to talk about in the 30 seconds. Um, I am, as you know, that I'm 60. I'm just a couple of years younger than you. And I think it takes a certain amount of time to uh, get into your life where you start to use 
your life experience as a form of wisdom or a form of philosophy about how you approach things, and that's all about uh, division, separating yourself from hate, division, and fear. Exactly. Exactly. And by the way, will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? Thank you, everybody. You guys have a wonderful afternoon. Enjoy. It's sunny out there today. Enjoy it. Put a smile on your face. Don't cut him off. Let him in. Have a great day, everybody. Bye.